From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. What's new with you? You know, just finding new ways to entertain a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. The constant journey. So it, it's harder when it's raining, of course. Uh, but I found I found something good recently. We drove to a fire truck museum. Oh, come on. That's a real yes. thing? That's yes. a real thing that a five-year-old child oh, gets I to know. do? <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt like a genius for just finding it. <laughs> And we get there, and it's exactly what you think. It is just this massive, massive uh, series of rooms that are just filled with fire trucks. And we get there, and we're checking in. uh, And I look around this huge space, and there's nobody there. Like, we are the only people there. It's the dream. It's the dream. You go to a museum, (laughs) and it has not been ruined by all the other people. Yeah, I figured, like, swarming with people. No, we're the only people there. So, uh, and because we were the only one there, and they were quite well-staffed, they were like, do you want to meet Molly the Dalmatian, who we taught a bunch of tricks to? We're like, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, we got a private, like, hang out with Molly the Dalmatian who did all the <laughs> did all the tricks uh, and then they were like do you want to climb on a couple fire trucks that we don't usually let people climb on we're like yes <laughs> and then they gave my son a hat and then they gave him a bunch of stickers and then they're like do you want to take a fire uh, a fire safety quiz that we've made into a carnival and we were like sure and we were just the only person there we got this in un unbelievable experience and as we're leaving i don't know why i had the need to do this but i i felt like i had to water it down and just be like lucas it doesn't usually go like this this is not <laughs> what a museum experience we were the only like that was incredible because he was like that was, i love museums they're amazing I'm like, that was amazing. It's not usually... You only usually... think you like museums. <laughs> I was like, we didn't have to wait. There was no yeah. line. We got, yeah. we were, we got, uh, yeah, the white glove, personal. It was like they opened You're up heading the it museum off the past. just That's for all. us. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't want to hear a bunch of, oh, let's go to museums because museums are so great. You don't want to hear that from your kid. Well, I just, <laughs> you you like, want to nip that in the no. bud right away. I was like, we're not going to go to, you know, the Natural History Museum and have like someone come out and be like, do you want to see the real dinosaur? Do you want to get inside the whale? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, do you want to yeah. get inside I, the I'm whale? I'm surprised there wasn't a like, uh, kid, a call just came in. Do you want to put out a fire with us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's your hat. Come on, Molly. Let's do this. The hose is heavy. It really, it really bucks. So hold on tight. <laughs> Jonathan, you know what else is on fire? What, what's that, Ophira? <laughs> this show. Yeah, this sure. Show. It's a very, very hot collection of trivia, and, and it's literally on fire right now. We have some amazing contestants and guests. Today, we have Andrew Reynolds. He originated the role of Elder Price in the musical The Book of Mormon, and he currently stars in basically every TV show, Big Mouth, (laughs) Girls 5 Eva, Invincible, and the Showtime comedy Black Monday. Plus, we'll have comedians Liz Mealy and Carmen Lynch. Liz wrote a book about cats, and we make her play a game about dogs. And we have another pair of fantastic guests, Lolly Adafope and ER Fightmaster. They start together on the Hulu series Shrill, and they'll play our favorite new game, Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. So let's do it. Our first two guests, Carmen Lynch and Liz Mealy, are comedians and former roommates. Carmen hosts the podcast The Human Centipod, which also airs on Sirius XM. And Liz has a comedy special on YouTube called Self Help Me. And she wrote a new book with a title that we need to bleep on NPR, <laughs> Why Cats Are <laughs> Carmen and Liz, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah. Liz, you wrote a book. You, your oh. book is out. Yeah, you have a cat, and you've your parents are are both veterinarians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I I mean, I like to think it's a, a it's a book for both people that love cats and don't love cats. And I feel like I've really hit the full market because it's like if you don't like them, I agree, and if you do like them, I also agree. You just it's an <laughs> acceptance. So there's a lot of like 
cool, interesting history with, you know, I would like to think Liz Mealy Funny Flavors. And then it's a lot of opinion pieces, like how to name your cat. But like, I have such strong, um, controversial opinions on how I think cats should be named. Can you give us like one quick tip? Well, my whole thing is they're not going to college. What are we doing here? Like, why are we naming it Steve? Like, Mm. get, and don't give me another, I want no more Simbas or Tiggers or Garfields. What are we doing? Get creative. (laughs) I get so, I have a list of running names. I'm like, your cat should be like, like I, my whole thing is either has an education you could have never had, like, you know, a doctor something or like, or it's going to be something. professor. Yeah. yeah, like I coupons. I like the name coupons. Animal names are just fun. And if you're not having fun with it, I don't think you should have an animal. And if you don't have an animal like me, you just call your boyfriend weird names. <laughs> yeah. Based yeah. on whatever he's doing that day. <laughs> right. Head of folding laundry. <laughs> <laughs> professor, professor dishes doer. <laughs> Doctor, did you go to the grocery store? <laughs> So you guys are perfect at this. Yeah, we're good. I get it. I get it. Carmen, uh, you know, I was I was thinking, too, because you obviously, uh, I know you from the comedy world performing in English, but you also do comedy in Spanish. And I was wondering, do you translate your jokes from English to Spanish or do you write new ones in each language? You know, that's the number one question I always get. And it's kind of uh, changed over time. Like when I first started doing it, I would just translate because I had no idea what Spanish audiences were like. And now it's just easier to just organically speak in Spanish. Because if I if I translate, I really feel like I'm, I have multiple oh, yeah. personalities and I'm like translating in my head and I'm not in the moment. And if I just do it organically... It almost comes out the way I used to speak as an eight-year-old when I lived in Spain. So it's it's almost like tragically funny because I'm <laughs> I'm not an adult, and then I get more laughs, you know. All right, we have a couple games for you. You guys ready for some games? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. So we really love the Great British Baking Show. Uh, so in this game, we imagine what would happen if. There was an equally unhealthy but far less classy spinoff of this called the Great American Junk Food Show. <laughs> so Jonathan and I are going to describe a delicious food as if it was being judged by a very disappointed Paul Hollywood-like character. <laughs> and you just tell us what junk food we're talking about. Okay. Okay. So Liz, this one is for you. Okay. This is not a good bake. Your hollowed out spuds are raw. See what happens when I stick my finger in it? Your bacon bits are burnt. You took a risk with the Gouda, but I would have gone with a robust cheddar. And you said you put sour cream in this? Yeah. I can't find it. It's a shame, really. I got nothing. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. Lose what, it what did you hear? What did you hear? No, no, no. What, what, what did you hear? We'll work it out. We'll work it out. What did you hear? Oh, what did you hear? You know what? I think I already like my brain was already fried because I was like, oh, I'm, when I think of junk food, I think of candy, and immediately oh, yeah. I was like, I had to like reframe, and I was like, this doesn't sound like chocolate. <laughs> no, this this is more. I would say right. This is like an unhealthy thing you might order at a restaurant. Uh, you might make it at home, but I feel like it's a lot of work. Is it like like a um, what do you call it? Like uh, a baked potato when they have all the the stuff on it? So it's uh, it's potato skins. Oh, I I need to. Can I leave? I don't think I should be here. <laughs> no, you may, no, you cannot. <laughs> all right, Carmen. Here's one for you. When I bit in, I was expecting the ooze of the Italian cheese, but it simply hasn't melted. And look, the breading falls right off when you pick it up to dip it in the marinara. Plus, the shape is all wrong. It should be elongated. I'm disappointed. Um, uh, you know, like a, 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 an Italian sandwich with stuff in it. No, this is an appetizer that you might order at a restaurant. You dip it in marinara. Oh, oh, breadstick. Uh, bread, mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella yeah. sticks, that is correct, yes. yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I wanted to give her the hint that it was like it's in every green like it's every green room menu it's like every comedy club <laughs> yes, right totally totally oh and if you don't eat them right when they come oh it. it is they're nasty <laughs> no. so terrible. instant regret <laughs> all right Liz here's your next one ready this has a few major issues 
All right, the petals are inconsistent in size, and the coating is missing that crunch. It looks great, but I'm just, I'm just not getting the sweet Vidalia flavor. Once again, you put style over substance. Plus, is it really your signature bake if you've copied it from Outback Steakhouse? Oh, Blooming Onion? Yes! yes. Oh, thank God you got that one. I was like, yes. she's using big words. I hate this. <laughs> That's how we trick them. Also, did you use any, like, food... Descri- like, you didn't even say a type of food, right? Am I Yes, r- Vidalia. Vidalia is a type of... Get onion. out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Carmen, this is for you. This isn't balanced. The hot sauce just drowns out the butter. And I expected more flavor from that blue cheese dressing. Celery's quite dry on the tongue, isn't it? This is not your finest hour. Liz, do you know it? I do know it. I hate you because I knew all of yours, okay? I know. What is that? I think because there's no pressure on me that I know them. That's what happens, yeah. So there's Uh, celery, okay. There's a famous place in upstate New York (laughs) that uh, people name these after. Mm -hmm. Does that help or hinder? I can't tell. I think that hindered. Okay. (laughs) Celery New York? Celery New York. I love Celery New New York. Oh, my God. I will say that the celery celery and the blue cheese dressing and sometimes carrots, that's sort of the side part of this dish. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, buffalo wings. Yeah, buffalo wings. That's right. Oh, my God. That was tricky. I was focusing on tunnel vision on the celery. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. By the way, did you know that there's a bit of a wings shortage and right now the price of wings has doubled? Oh, my God. Are they 25 cents now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. You guys did great. You did great. Thank you. So we passed the test. You passed the test. (laughs) More with Liz Mealy and Carmen Lynch after the break. Plus, we continue our quest to put more Dolly Parton information into the world. Actors from the Hulu show Shrill, Lolly Adifope, and ER Fightmaster play the new quiz show Sensation... Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama? I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Brewer Terrence Sullivan shares how brewing beer is often a science, but to achieve the right flavor profile, it can also be an art. The science is the process of making the actual beer, and and the art form comes from the brewer of literally weaving in different hops. They're just adding some nice little zest to it. To learn more, go to SierraNevada.com. Must be 21 years or older. Please drink responsibly. This message comes from NPR sponsor Odoo. Running a company is hard, but over 6 million people found a way to make it easier thanks to Odoo. Odoo is a suite of business applications designed to streamline, automate, and simplify any company. Odoo has apps for CMR, accounting, e-commerce, manufacturing, inventory management, you name it, Odoo's got it. Each app is user-friendly, intuitive, and fully integrated. For a free trial of Odoo, go to odoo.com. An officer pins a 16-year-old to the ground and punches out his teeth. But are there any consequences for the cop? For the first time, we take you inside the secret investigations that show how police protections in California shield officers from accountability. Listen to On Our Watch, a podcast from NPR and KQED. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with comedians Carmen Lynch and Liz Mealy. Are you ready for another one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Liz, you wrote a book about cats. So this game is about dogs. Uh, so mean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's it's a a real or fake game. So we're going to give you... A dog breed. And you're just going to tell us if it's a real breed recognized by the American Kennel Club or a fake breed that we just made up. So the answer is just real or fake. And we're going to go back and forth on this one, too. Carmen, this one is for you. Okay. 
small Munster lander. Fake. It's a small fake. <laughs> Munster lander. It is real, actually. That mm. is real. That is a okay. real. That's a hunting dog uh, named for Made the Munster cheese? region of Germany. That's so <laughs> funny. Dog. It's one of them cheese dogs, yeah. Yeah, the cheese comes from Munster, France. Oh! And the dog comes from Munster, Germany. And I think it says not to be confused, but I'm sure that gets confused all the time. Uh, yeah, I was like 100% like, there's no cheese dog. I got you, Carmen. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Liz. Real or fake? Giant Chihuahua. Oh, fake. Yeah, that is totally fake. It actually Although, sounds horrifying. I, like, that's I know. Like, like, like a honey, I blew up the kids. Yeah. When they like make small things bigger. Yeah, I'm just picturing like an 80 pound dog that's like the same same proportions as a chihuahua, which is right. very big, and it seems kind of gross. <laughs> All right, Carmen, Teddy Roosevelt Terrier. You know what? I think that's real. I think I've heard of that. Oh, yeah, that is real. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's a, Teddy. Uh, yeah, it's a short-legged rat terrier named for President Roosevelt. So I guess uh, President Roosevelt had a lot of pets. He had a small bear named Jonathan Edwards. He had a lizard named Bill. Guinea pigs named Admiral Dewey, Dr. Johnson, Bishop Dwayne, Fighting Bob Evans, and Father O'Grady. He had a pig named Maud. He had a badger. He had a blue macaw. He had a hen. <laughs> And a dirty house. (laughs) But I have to say, it sounds like he has read your description of how to name a pet properly. Yes, I was thinking that. I was like, I was thinking that too. I like the the small bear named Jonathan Edwards. That's nice. I love that. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Big fan. Big fan. (laughs) Go, Teddy. Go. You did it. (laughs) All right, Liz, here's one for you. Rolf Terrier. It sounds like it's made up from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no. Yeah, it's, it's made up from the Muppets. You're absolutely yes, totally correct. It's totally made up from the yeah. Muppets. I love the Muppets. Oh! <laughs> Rolf, of course, is the piano-playing dog. Yes. And of he's... indeterminate breed. And honestly, he even though he's it, Fozzie Bear is the comedian, Rolf, I really identify with Rolf because he's just always struggling and he mm-hmm. doesn't really believe in his talent. And I was just like, we're more Rolf. <laughs> more Rolf than Fozzie. Because Fozzie, like, believes he's funny. What comedian do we know that actually thinks Nobody. they're funny? Not the funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carmen, this is your last one. Ooh. Bohemian Shepherd. Bohemian Shepherd sounds fake to me. Fake. I'm sorry, that is real. No! Yes! It excels at dog dancing, according to the American Kennel Club. That's a competitive event where the dogs and their trainers, by the way, perform a choreographed routine. (laughs) Am I not remembering right that a group like this won America's Got Talent? You know, it's possible. I remember I did that show and I was running against some guy jumping into mouse traps. <laughs> <laughs> that show's got everything. All right, Liz, last one is for you. Australian stumpy tail cattle dog. I think it's real, but I, I want to advocate for a new name. <laughs> yeah, who wants to be called Stumpy? <laughs> it's awful, right? Yeah. Uh, you are correct. It is a it is a real dog. And it is, yeah. in fact, uh, an Australian dog that herds cattle and it has a stumpy tail. That goes to my, that's like an anti-naming thing. You don't just like pick out traits. And make, <laughs> that's right. That, that's a low self-esteem name. I don't like it. <laughs> right. It's like you set up this breed right from the start that it has no worth. Now that's a comedian. That dog's a comedian. <laughs> uh, you both did fan. Thank you. Thank you. And you did fantastic with that. Carmen Lynch hosts the podcast The Human Centipod, which also airs on Sirius XM. Liz Mealy's new book is Why Cats Are Liz Carmen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next two guests are both very funny people, ER Fightmaster and comedian Lolly Adifope. They play a couple on the show Shrill, and the series is in its third and final season on Hulu. Lolly, ER, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. Uh, We have some great games for you, but before we get to that, uh, season three of Shrill is out right now. Uh, Was it it a different feeling on the uh, set? It felt a little COVID-y. It was COVID-y. COVID-y. It was very masked. Fully masked. Mm-hmm. 
but we didn't know that it was the final season when we were doing it. So Mm-mm. it was that was kind of nice. I think because I think I would have just been crying every day about the people yeah. I wasn't going to be able to see again. Um, but it was like just as fun, I think, as all of the other seasons, just with added masks and um, swabs in your nose three times a week. Uh, oh, swabs! Yeah, right. oh, yeah. Nice and COVID tests as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who doesn't love a little pre-show swap? Where's my yeah. ritual? <laughs> so, in the final season of Shrill, uh, when you think about your characters, Fran and M's future together, what do you wish for them? I hope they both find a, a really cool apartment and they make it work for like three years while they yeah. make each other better people. Yes. And then they break <laughs> up, but they continue to work together on a really important kind of international project. Um, yes. And then... I they, think they'll get back together when they're old. That's exactly what I was going for. Uh, they date yeah. other people, they get back together when they're yeah. like in their 40s. And they're Definitely. even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We have some great games for you. Yes. Woohoo. So in this game, you're going to be uh, taking turns. And the game is called <clears throat> Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. Okay. We are going to say a fact. And you just need to tell us, is it about Dolly Parton or the spiritual leader of the Tibetan people, the Dolly Lama? Okay. And, and you're saying two different names right now? <laughs> oh, yes. Dolly Parton or Dolly Lama. Okay, now, now I heard it. <laughs> right, it's two different mm-hmm. spiritual leaders. <laughs> Lolly, this first one is for you. The story goes their birth was paid for with a sack of oatmeal. Dalai Lama, Dolly Parton, or both? Dolly Parton. Yes, that is correct. Thank you. Yes, her, oh, her, uh, her family couldn't afford to pay the medical bills for her birth, so the father paid the doctor... With a sack of oatmeal. Also, is it oatmeal or is it oats? Because if it's oatmeal, then that feels like wet. Yeah, it's already cooked. <laughs> yeah. Their greatest mm-hmm. fear is being eaten by a shark. Dolly Parton, Dalai Lama, or both? I don't think Dolly Parton would be afraid of that. She's too brave. Mm-hmm. Dalai Lama. <laughs> Dolly Lama, you are correct. Oh, whoa! Yeah. yeah. In an interview with the British newspaper The Telegraph, Dalai Lama revealed that he never learned how to swim, and he worries that were he in a plane crash over the ocean, he would get eaten by a shark. (laughs) Wait, so you think that someone who's afraid of sharks is not brave? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I personally, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I'm fully afraid of sharks. I went out into the ocean, and I... I thought that my friend had swam underneath me and tried to pull my legs out from under me. And so I turned around to like punch him, obviously. Yeah. And there was no one anywhere near me. And I realized that it was a fish with the strength of a human man that had swam through my legs. And I thought it was so large. I thought it was a six foot tall man who grabbed my legs. And the way that I panicked and did not recover was like, I ruined a whole trip. <laughs> that that wow. is Allowed. pretty freaky. That is yeah. pretty freaky. Thank you. What do you, so that's, what do you think that's my was? trauma. What if it was like an old suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Just floating and around. And you ruined the trip. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm kind of like looking back and I'm like, it could, it could have been an old suitcase. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Where yeah. were you, Florida? Where were you? There was a little suitcase tag. Uh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Lolly, who has their own smartphone app? Dolly Parton, Dolly Lama, or both? I'm going to say both. You are correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Dolly Parton has multiple apps. Uh, she has a fitness <laughs> app. The other one is for uh, the amusement park, Dollywood. The Dalai Lama has information and updates about the Dalai Lama. Wow. I'd feel really bad turning off my Dalai Lama notifications. That would yeah. be uh, <laughs> Come on, Dalai Lama. <laughs> That's enough. Mute. I get it. I get it. <laughs> peace, inner peace, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, ER, this is for you. Released an album that debuted on the Billboard charts. Was that Dolly Parton, Dolly Lama, or both? It ha- 
I have to say it's Dolly Parton, but I wish it was both. Uh, it actually is both. Wow, wow, screwed yep. myself. De- deduct a point because I didn't trust my gut. <laughs> We've never been asked by someone to deduct a point for them not yeah. believing in themselves. I, I need to learn a lesson. This is internalized yeah. homophobia, and I'm getting it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dalai Lama had a, uh, it was his debut studio album. It was called Inner World. It was released on his 85th birthday in 2020. And it is wow. the first time a Dalai Lama has released recorded music. <laughs> if you've listened to it, he plays drums. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's all funny parody songs. It's like a weird album. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Only he could do it. Lolly repairs watches as a hobby. Dolly Parton, Dalai Lama, or both? Dalai Lama. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, he is a, both a watch collector and dabbles with watch repair. I can imagine it's very peaceful, so that, that fits the vibe. Sounds like torture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. This is a punishment. All right, this is the last one. It's for you, ER. They once entered a lookalike contest and lost. Dolly Parton, Dalai Lama, or both? It... First of all, this is for ten points. Second of all, <laughs> all right. Second of all, Allowed. it had to be. It had to be both of them, and it had to be together. <laughs> oh, good. same lookalike contest. They entered the same lookalike contest. You're saying that, that's my serious. That it was like some kind of Dolly, like late Dolly night entered it for the Dalai Lama, and she lost. Yes, <laughs> oh, like, that would be great. They're like, no, actually, it's super problematic. You did that, and they were both like in on it. <laughs> that's my that's my honest guess. That's your answer. Okay, it actually in this case it was Dolly Parton. It was not both. This I I actually hate this show, and I hate. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm not fair. really vibing with anybody that I'm looking at on these screens. So. <laughs> and more specifically, this was a drag queen celebrity lookalike competition. Oh yeah. I did oh hear about yeah. That. Oh so yeah. So she was one. out. She was out. Dolly Partoned by somebody. Right. Which is fantastic. Is it problematic that I want to see a Dalai Lama drag competition? Is that problematic to say? No, I think I think it'd be problematic to be like, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if that was something he wanted to host, I, and you were like, no, Absolutely. actually, I have to. <laughs> yeah. Or he didn't even bring it up, and you were just like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You both did great. You no. both did fantastic. Dolly. We're playing games with Lolly Adafofe and ER Fightmaster. Are you ready for another one? Can't Absolutely. wait to sweep this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is exciting because guess what? Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues oh. in this game called Heart Transplant. Yes, we have changed the titles of songs with the word heart in them, swapping the word heart for a different word starting with H, and then we rewrote the lyrics to reflect that change. So let me give you an example. If I sang... Don't go breaking my heart. But with the lyrics changed to be about a hat, you would answer, don't go breaking my hat. I'm getting water. (laughs) ER is not coming back. Fully stressed. It's the last time we ever saw them. Um, (laughs) All right. ER, this is for you. I care for my cheap underwear So I know that my Hanes will stay on. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Very well I'm gonna done. I'm going to throw up. I was so anxious just now. That was oh, legitimate that was fear. <laughs> no, you killed it. That was really exciting. That yep. was great. I heard a little Celine right in there. Yeah, Thank you sounded you. exactly like Celine. She's Celine Dion, of course. <laughs> All right, Lolly, here's one for you. Oh, no, it smashed. The bottle fell from the fridge door and my fries have no sauce. Don't give me hugs. There's only one ketchup for me. Unbreak my Heinz. Heinz! Yes, yes. that's well done. Thank you. Although back when I used to go out for dinner, you know what phrase I really did not like? That comes with our house-made ketchup. I'd be like, no. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. Spend Hold your time, time somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Some things don't need to be organic. Mm. That's right. That's the name of your new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, here is one for you. 
In my stable there's a stallion named Jack We went out for a ride but we had to come back He just didn't have the strength to keep pace Cause his belly was empty, that's why the long face <laughs> okay, so, so something I do know yes. is that it, it's, so the word horse is involved. Yes. That is correct. Yep. Do you know well the song? Um, well, Lolly had whispered kind of while you were singing. She was like, I know this song. You just come up with the, the H word. And I was like, okay. Horse is what I was singing about. Lolly, do you know, do you know the song? Do you want to sing the line that we're looking for? I don't know the song. I don't okay. either. Well, it's Bruce Springsteen. He's going to be very disappointed to hear that you didn't know his song. Wow. Um, and I'm seeing him after this. Oh, really? <laughs> Everybody's got a hungry horse. That would be the Wow. Uh, we are down to the last question you will be sorry to hear. And Lolly, this is for you. Okay. Each time you try to say that you've had enough to eat, well, I still got some rice, Swiss cheese, and a pound of sliced pig meat. I want you to numb on, numb on, numb on. Just take it. Take another little piece of my charcuterie board. <laughs> yes! I don't care what the answer is. I will That's accept how it as being be. a much more fun answer. Okay. We were looking for ham. Oh, and I should say that was a, that was a Janis Joplin song, "Piece of My Heart." But yes, Fine. ham would definitely be included on a charcuterie board. Ah, <laughs> uh, well done, both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank, you thank you guys. Very fun. Thank, thank you guys. You guys. <laughs> Can you just dial the sarcasm down, okay? Please. I had a really lovely time. Oh boy. Lolly out of Fofe and ER Fightmaster star in season three of the Hulu series Shrill, and you can catch every episode of Shrill on Hulu right now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Coming up, I'll talk to Broadway's original Elder Price in the Book of Mormon and star of Showtime's Black Monday, Andrew Reynolds. And he's a big fan of HGTV, so we're going to quiz him on trendy interior design jargon. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Vanguard, where you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Head of advice methodology Joel Dixon shares how they get to know clients and their goals to deliver better financial advice. A lot of advice development is talking, understanding clients' needs and objectives and goals. What is it you're truly saving for? What truly are you worried about? As opposed to going into it and just sort of thinking, we have one type of product that we just feel is appropriate for everyone in every situation. It's the personalization, the customization, the goal discovery, and then the implementation or the ability to deliver on that that provides the value at the end of the day. That's the value of ownership. Explore Vanguard advice at Vanguard.com or talk to your advisor. Investor-owned means fund shareholders own the funds which own Vanguard. Services are provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's an actor who originated the role of Elder Price in The Book of Mormon on Broadway and appeared as Elijah in the HBO series Girls. He currently stars in Showtime's Wall Street comedy Black Monday, Andrew Reynolds. Hello. Hello. So I, I understand that when you were a kid, like, well, 13 years old, that you would wa watch the Tony Awards with your mom yes. and you mm. would record them on the VHS. Uh, and I assume because you wanted to watch them again. Yeah, very much so. Were there any particular um, performances or? Yeah. Um, fall, the year Falsettos was, um, was uh, I believe that was 92. 
And then 93 was a real good one. It was Kiss of the Spider Woman, Blood Brothers, Ooh. The Who's Tommy. So yeah, so I would record those and and rewatch those numbers. Um, it was before the YouTube. Yeah. So you couldn't, you couldn't just Google it. Did anyone ever record over one? That did happen. I remember because my family... We recorded Grease, the movie Grease was like the ABC Thursday night movie one year, and we recorded it, and that, the end of Grease got recorded over, and that was a travesty. <gasps> I know. And probably for like a knot's landing, you know what I mean? Like it didn't, in right. my child mind, <laughs> right. it did not warrant. <laughs> right. Oh, like a Wednesday not. days of our lives. Yeah, I was like, like no, 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 no. We need to worst. keep Greece solid. Yeah. We finally got my mother to throw away. She had one of those um, TV VCR combos that she kept for the longest time. And my sister Natalie and I were like, ma'am, you must get rid of this. There's, it does not serve a purpose in your life. Um, so she finally got rid of it. And she, much to yeah, her horror, we, we, we made her trash that. Yeah. It's like, what, I, what VHS are you watching, lady? I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, in 2011, I was one of the, I would say, lucky ones to see you on Broadway in the Book of Mormon, the musical <laughs> written by the South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone. You originated the role of Elder Price, and I saw it in previews. Oh, wow. You got in that, early. I did. And that was um, still when, after the first number... Some people were so offended, they got up and walked out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, as, as a uh, actor, in, like, seeing that happen, how did it feel? It was pretty exciting. Yeah. It was pretty exciting that we were, because there were two walkout points. There was the walkout after the opening number that people were like, this is just, they're making fun of Mormons, and this is so ridiculous. And then when... Uh, Elder Price and Elder Cunningham, Josh Gad and I get to Uganda and there's a number where the Ugandans sort of explain their theory about yes. <clears throat> life and religion. Um, that was also a big walkout point. <laughs> but it didn't happen that often. But yes, it did. When it did happen, it felt like we were a part of something special. Um, yeah. <laughs> because Yo, absolutely. Was, I had never... I had never been a part of a show that people, I mean, the other two Broadway shows that I had done were Hairspray and Jersey Boys, and there's not exactly a lot of controversy in either of those there's shows. No, there's not two walkout points in Jersey Boys? No. There's not two walkout no. points? No, everybody loved Jersey Boys. So yes. um, so that was that was a very exciting part to see people that maybe wouldn't generally go to to see a musical come and, and sort of experience it in a, in a different way. And I felt the same way I, I popped into Hamilton right after they opened and I did it for about five weeks, um, just filling in for Jonathan Groff. And, um, uh, I make it sound like I was a temp when I say it like that, but, um, <laughs> no, but I was a temp, you know. yeah, but, but I a was rather, a temp. rather impressive temp job. I yes. I was a, it was a temp job at Hamilton. Um, and that felt the same way that like, the audience were, it was a lot of people who were like, I don't like musicals. And you're like, well, but, um, you know, it can right. be, it can be a lot of things. Right. It can, it can push buttons. It can change the, uh, the, where the line of comedy crosses. Yep. Um, we cross that line. Yeah, we certainly that cross line. that line. Back and forth and back and forth across the line. Yep. Yeah. But you've also done a ton of voice work for cartoons. Uh, yes. You did voices yes. for Saturday morning cartoons in the early 2000s. Yes. You're in Big Mouth. Big Mouth, which is which is not a children's show. Not a Let's children's make that show. Very clear. Yeah. It's not for children. Uh, right. So you voice the character of Matthew MacDell, who is a gay middle schooler. And on your Instagram, actually, you shared a fairly recent New York Times opinion piece that was entitled Big Mouth is a Queer Childhood I Wish I Had. And the writer talks about how your character has this confidence to be himself and mm -hmm. uh, his friends are accepting, which was someone that the writer said that he wishes he experienced that as a kid. Was that something that you identified with? Very much so. And I thought, yeah. you know, when Nick Kroll, um, one of the creators of the show, when he asked me to, to do it, he was like, yes, you are playing the gay character, he was like, but you're kind of, you're the gay bully, which I had never been pitched before. <laughs> that like <laughs> the gay kid was also the bully and the one who had the most power in middle school. Um, and I thought that was a very interesting 
way into that character and not just have it be like, and then there's a gay kid, because I've certainly done a lot of that. I, you know, I hear from from younger folks who, who do watch the show, and um, I think Matthew does have a, a level of confidence that I certainly wish that I had in middle yeah. school. Um, and yet, and yet, we still, you know, when he, when Matthew came out to his family and Matthew got his first boyfriend, like, it's not without some anxiety and some concern like there is there it is I think they handled the coming out episode really well um and uh yeah I think that I it just I'm very proud of that show and it kind of snuck up on me a little bit because sometimes you you do things you know that you feel like are probably going to be a one-off or you know well we'll see how this goes but that we just finished our fifth season um, recording our fifth season. It hasn't come out yet. And it's really, I'm just very proud of it. I'm very proud to be a part of it. And you uh, currently star, as we were t- mentioned at the top, in the Showtime series Black Monday. Yes. Uh, the show follows the employees of a Wall Street trading firm in the year leading up to the international stock markets crash in 1987. And you play Blair, an aspiring stockbroker. So... Uh, okay, so this event obviously played a lot in people's lives, but also knowing that these characters are going to experience a downfall is so fun for the viewer. Well, and not only do they experience it, but they cause it, um, <laughs> which I thought was a, a big swing on our writer's part to be like, you know what, what if we figure out a way for this group of people, for me and Don Cheadle and Regina Hall to actually cause the 1987 stock market crash. And they did it. But it's such a funny group of people to, to go to work with every day. I tell my younger sister, I will do, you know, like call her and tell her stories from work. She's like, I can't believe that's your job. <laughs> that you just like sit in a room and like Regina Hall just makes you laugh all day. Like that seems like such an odd job for you as an adult. Um, so I'm very lucky. What's Regina's Hall uh, style of comedy? Is she uh, oh my God. a pratfall person? Is she a word nerd? <laughs> what is she? It's um yeah, not pratfall so much. I will say if you ever have the opportunity to attend a, uh, an HR seminar, even over Zoom with Regina Hall, definitely take it. <laughs> you should, you should do it. Um, wow, that, I would yeah. watch this show. This sounds amazing. Yeah. By the way, do you remember? I mean, you were just a kid when this stock market crash actually happened. Do, do you remember any of that? Or no, not at all. And so I had to do a, you know, a. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't do that much research, but um, I read an article, <laughs> and. <laughs> That's, that's I feel like that's research, yeah. More than the headline, I, research. Yeah, I read the article, and uh, maybe it was a blurb. But in any event, um, yes, I, I did have to learn about that stock market crash. No, I was, yeah, in 87, I was not aware of that. And I don't think my, I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask my mother, like, if that affected their finances at all. I don't think that it did really in Nebraska, mm-hmm. but it might have on mm-hmm. some level. Yeah. I should have asked. I should have asked. <laughs> Well, there's time. Damn it. There's time. <laughs> All right, Andrew, are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited. <laughs> Excellent. Andrew, before the show, you told us that you love HGTV. Yeah, sure. And what was your first entry into the HGTV world? Probably, like, a lot of people was, like, on TLC, actually, which was, like, Trading Spaces. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I was a huge fan of that and made a lot of disastrous um, design choices to my own homes <laughs> based on that program. Um, a lot of color blocking, um, mm-hmm. a lot of feature walls. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had the right intention, just not the right skill or taste. Uh, but <laughs> I did try. Just by saying color blocking and accent wall, you're, you're, you've like set up what our game is. Because as oh we, were, we were researching this, uh, we found a very helpful glossary of jargon frequently used on the Amazing. show. So we okay. figured we'd put your home trend vocabulary to the test in a game we call HGTV ABCs. Oh. So uh, I have, I'm going to ask you what a little bit of jargon, you'll describe what it is. If you're like, I would like multiple choice, I can also give you multiple choice. Okay. 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 So let's start easy. What is subway tile? 
Subway tile is a very classic. It's usually um, white rectangular tile um, that is quite literally used in the subway. Um, but yeah, it's just a very classic um, traditional but tile. That's it. Yeah, it's a three inch by six inch tiles found in New York City's subway stations uh, ever since the early 1900s. And it was supposed to evoke uh, a, like a sort of, a sort of uh, cleanliness and help reflect light in those underground stations. And, and that turned out well. The New York City subway system. <laughs> Nailed it, guys. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the perfect place for my Sharpie. <laughs> yep. All right, here's another one. What is okay. a Dutch door? Is a Dutch door, um, it's the two, it's like the swinging door. It's like a farm sort of house door where you have the option of just opening the top or opening the bottom of it? That's exactly right. It's split right. horizontally into two halves and they open independently and it's the, the original purpose was to let fresh air in and keep the animals out, which oh, perfect. <laughs> sounds like a good Feature plan. Awful, uh, often featured on Hee Haw. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. You might He's know only supposed from to... <laughs> You're only supposed to open it to say a joke. That's really the yeah. purpose of it. You just swing in and then swing out. <laughs> And that's it. Okay, what is a vessel sink? Ooh, a vessel sink. Um, I personally don't care for them, um, but it's like a, a a bowl on top of the vanity. That's like you see them a lot in restaurants. Yes, it's, it's, you know mm-hmm. they have like it's usually like a yeah. So I'm not a fan thing. of them either. Why are you not a fan of them? It just is messy. The water splashes, splashes everywhere. Out. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Like yeah. a, a salad bowl I, of so, dirty soap yes. and water. I feel like they're in Key West a lot. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yes. Uh, what an insult. <laughs> no, no. It's just, just an just idea. Kidding. It's just an idea. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying ideas here. We're just asking questions. This is a safe space. Yeah, this is a safe totally. space, yeah. All right, what is a German smear? Oh, is that um, a German smear is like, it's a, I guess you would do it. Well, you could do it on a wall, but I think it's mostly on the exterior of houses. It's like a, not putty. It's like a, you know, you're like spackling. You're doing sort of a broad strokes, kind of messy, kind of spackle on a wall. Yeah. I think it's it's, mostly on exteriors, but yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a brick whitewashing technique. So yeah, and you use mortar and water and you create a, a white wall. With the, with the brick kind of poking through. German smear. Exposed brick that doesn't want to be so exposed. Modest brick. Yes. It's modest it's, brick. You're making something look like it's a little dilapidated in a way right. that yes. is supposed to be cool, I guess. I don't know. It's brick yeah, that's yeah, exposing yeah. itself but remaining a little bit coy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well done, Jonathan. Oh, well it's, done. The, uh, it's the ripped jeans of uh, walls. <laughs> <laughs> Rip jeans, jeans and brick walls. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, what is object art? Is that like when you just have like a a whimsical typewriter on a <laughs> <laughs> like yes. a, just like a sickle for no reason? It's yes. just lying on a shelf. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. I love a whimsical typewriter. A whimsical typewriter. Oh. Yeah. You know, just He's toss so that up there. smart. Look at his whimsical typewriter. <laughs> I love the uh, HGTV has all of these home staging shows now, like when you're trying to sell your house or, you know. And they, inevitably, there's always a typewriter. Why? Right, right. Why? Yeah. Like an old-timey telephone. Let's <laughs> slap that right. on. Right. It's like, it's like the buyers are going to say, oh, look, this is where we could keep oh, our yeah. riding crop. <laughs> And, and Ben Franklin glasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, just right. laid on a book, on an open book. On an open book. Yes, you are, you are right, just to be clear. Object yes. art is just literally hanging objects on the wall. All right, this is the last one. What oh boy, is oh boy. a cased opening? A cased opening? Hmm. I can give you multiple choice if you feel as though you need it. I mean, is that just like, well... Like an entryway that is has crown molding on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean basically. It's I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially it's an opening in a wall with trim on it that looks like there should be a door there, but there's no door there. But there's it's a no, doorless like door, like an archway, or like a, an okay. archway, or a, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, you guys, I didn't lie. No, you 
you really, I mean, we had all these multiple choices uh, ready for you, but you didn't need a single one because you, well, you had I've it all Well, I spent cold. way too much time watching these shows. <laughs> or I, you know, just enough time. Or just enough or time. Or just enough. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for enabling me. I will continue. I will continue to watch. I think uh, everybody right now who has a cased opening in their homes is like, you know what we need? They're a door. Yeah, let's build a door. It's coming back. That's what's going to happen with all of these houses that, you know, open concept. Everybody That's loves right. an open concept. People are going to start building walls again and be like, you know what? I don't want to see my kitchen and I don't really need to see my kids play. So yeah. let's, yeah. I actually would prefer to hide. I love when people are like, well, we really want open concept because I want to keep an eye on the kids. No, the kids don't want you to keep an eye on them. Yeah, they'll find another space. Trust me. Yeah, they'll find, just, they'll another find another space. a door. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, my main thing in a house I'm looking for is boundaries. Yes, <laughs> it's clear boundaries. Yeah, I and need physical walls so I don't erect emotional ones in front of my family. <laughs> thank you so much. You totally, you, you aced that. You aced that. Ow! Well, thank you. I feel like you really set me up to succeed, so I appreciate <laughs> it's it. That's what we do here. Yeah. Andrew Randall stars in the Showtime series of Black Monday... Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. They're not, yeah. They don't always go that way. Sometimes shows are terrible, and this was not one of them. So thank you. I, I take that you know, as a that's huge a pull compliment. Quote. That's a pull quote. <laughs> that's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Today's puzzles were written by our staff, along with Mary Tobler, Jonathan Zeller, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seychow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Does it have to end? No, it doesn't. Why not follow us at NPR Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for even more? And throw us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. Next time on Ask Me Another, Emmy Award-winning actor Sarah Paulson chats about her work on the long-running anthology series American Horror Story and surprising fan interactions. Plus social media superstars and hosts of the podcast We Said What We Said, Ricky Thompson and Denzel Dion stop by to play a game about internet memes. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. <laughs>